I lost my train of thought now. Now I got to find some other breweries. I lost my train of thought. Choo <laughs> <laughs> choo. We do. Stumbled on into the Tap Takeover podcast. Welcome to a special edition of Beer News Beer Festival. As we sit down with the crew from the Beer Barons of Milwaukee Homebrew Club and talk about their amazing beer festival, the World of Beer Fest. Today's Easily accessible beer is Bavarian Beer House's Uncle Dunkel. Uh, this dark lager is smooth and dangerously delicious with a delicate malt forward backbone and a clean finish reminiscent of Munich's favorite beer style. And thanks to the Bavarian Beer House in Glendale, Wisconsin for hosting us today. Uh, if you enjoy traditional German style lagers and ales, stop on in and enjoy one of their many beers on tap. And as we always do here on the Tap Takeover Podcast, let's put some voices to the names. Uh, I'm Jim. Jesus. Jason. And Josh. All right, so we're here to talk about the World of Beer Fest, and there's some big changes this year happening to the festival. So let's start off with some of the biggest changes. One is location, and also uh, dates a little different than normal. We're at the Bavarian Beer Festival, or Bavarian Beer, Beer House this year at Old Heidelberg Park. If you haven't been here before... Um, it's over in Glendale, kind of right across the freeway from Bayshore Mall. Uh, they have an excellent Oktoberfest every single year. And normally we do it on the first Saturday of June. However, because we switched locations and they already had something going, we are now pushed to June 22nd, which given the weather lately, that might not actually be a bad thing. Hopefully we'll get some sun and some nice weather. So we're looking forward to this change. Yeah, and so what does the new location bring you guys uh, in, into the festival? I think one of the biggest things is we have a bigger space under pavilion. So, like, if you were at our previous location in the past about 10 years, I think it is, you're either under the pavilion, under a tent, in another building. Um, there was a open, the homebrew patio was out kind of in this open area where if you wanted to go to individual homebrew clubs, you were kind of dodging raindrops many years, going from kind of pop-up tent to pop-up tent. So we now have this under one large pavilion. I think it's at least two times as long and almost one and a half times as wide as we had before. The homebrew patio is a much bigger location also. Uh, One thing that you'll notice too is that there are open roasting or open pits for pig and chicken roasts. There is a pretzel house, like a soft pretzel house that's going to be making pretzels on the go or like kind of on to order. We have a lot of room to grow for the future. If you kind of look, come and look at the space, it is huge. Like it is just overall way bigger for everybody. There's a lot more picnic tables, a lot more open air. So you want to grab a beer, sit outside, get some food. There's just a ton more space than you're going to have from the previous year. I think one thing, too, that's really nice is we have a great partner in Bavarian Beer House. They've been really helpful trying to promote the festival. We've gone through a lot of, there's a bit of a learning curve because it's new for them. It's new for us at this space. We're trying to go for different food. Um, we're talking to different people. But so far, everybody's been really good to work with, and the communication's been great. So I guess hats off to them also. Yeah, the food here at Bavarian Beer House is fantastic. Uh, Not only should you come for their beer, but their food is really good. If you're looking for some, I don't want to say authentic, German, this is not uh, Mater's. Uh, But, I mean, it's it's very much a homage to uh, your traditional German uh, farmhouse kind of food. 
Yeah, um, we, I mean, you, we can't push that enough. Yeah, if you've ever been to the Oktoberfest here um, and you see the, the chickens and, the, and the, the pigs on a spit, I mean, that's kind of the environment that you're going to get with this festival, which is, which is fantastic. I mean, one of the things that the, the, some of the feedback that we've gotten over the years is, is how good the food has been, and we want to keep that traditional German you know, cultural vibe with the festival, and this place is, is, is just an absolute perfect location for the food, for the size, everything we're looking for. So buy tickets. Buy lots of tickets. <laughs> Bring all your friends. Uh, before we get into like the actual beers and the, all the brewers that will be there, another kind of detail that I actually liked when it was at the Schwabenhof, you really had partnerships as far as transportation. Is that still available for this one? Yeah, we still have the same thing as we've done in the past. Uh, we do have shuttle buses. We have a number that are sponsored, a number that are not sponsored. So if you take a sponsored shuttle, it's down to $5, courtesy of our partners. The others are 10 Current partners right now are... Irv's Mug, St. Francis Brewery, Explorium, Brass Tap, and Three Cellars, Menominee Falls. So if you live in one of those areas or general areas um, and you go and you want to buy a ticket and you see that those buses are $5, you can thank them because those all of those businesses are picking up half that cost. Oh, yeah, awesome. and a big shout out to Gino at Three Cellars. I will be taking the shuttle from there. I'm very excited to see uh, them be a sponsor this year. Oh, I guess I should also mention, we do have one from State Fair Park. Gerke's Corners Park and Ride, Veterans Park, and I almost forgot to mention Delafield Brewhouse. So if you're oh. way out west and this is a really long ride and you want to make a safe choice, Delafield Brewhouse is the place. And if I, I can throw one shout out to them, they will have a barrel-aged beer and it will be in general admission. And I'm telling you, it's going to be it's one of the best things that we have at the entire festival every single year. John kills it. Everyone who's everyone who's been in the festival knows it, it's it's fantastic. He does a a five gallon barrel aged beer. So I mean, if the barrel is there, he puts it up, he opens the tap, everyone stands in line, and the tap stays open, and you literally stand in line, go through the line, and when it's gone, it's gone. And it, if you drop an ounce. You get to be shamed by 800 people <laughs> that are standing there watching you fumble around with your your, your, your glass. So it, it's a fantastic show. I mean, and there's a it, it, you know you cannot miss when the barrel gets tapped because everyone swarms to the Delfield Brewhouse booth, mm-hmm. and John does a great show. It's the tradition. It's kind of uh, like it, the the main it's event. Fantastic. And then you know, just going on that, there's another unique aspect of this festival that we need to talk about. And that's that the designated drivers are free. You guys really promote a safe and responsible festival. And that's really important. So, you know, if you have a friend who, who is willing to not drink at this amazing festival, they can come in free, unlike many other festivals. They still get unlimited soda. They get a Sprecher branded glass. And, and that's just really amazing what you guys do for that, to create a responsible beer festival. Yeah, all you need to do is show up the day of the festival. There's no reason to try to get anything ahead of time. Say you're going to be a, a designated driver, you'll get a special wristband. Speaking of Sprecher, they are our soda sponsor. We do have Sprecher soda that is available throughout the, the rest of the festival. And we really appreciate somebody doing the right thing. You know, as much as we are beer drinkers and beer brewers and, and everything that goes along with kind of the... Well, We'll call it a hobby, so it, it, it sounds better. Um, we also understand that we want people to do the right thing and to make a good choice when, when they leave here, and because we want them to come back next year. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of festivals out there, and I mean, not you know, you do what you have to do. But for us, it's about responsibility. But more importantly, I mean, we're a beer education club, not only homebrew but 
craft brew enthusiasts as well. And uh, drain responsibly is a, a, a big deal for our club. I mean, that's not even tongue in cheek. It's serious. And, yep. and and our festival is is that way as well too. You know, we we want everyone to sample. You know, VIB for example. You know, we have a VIB section that's got very interesting beers. Uh, you know, beers that you're going to find from all over the world that you're not going to find um, anywhere. Well, and we'll go into that later on, but. These are small samples, and people know when they go in, these tickets sell out in advance, well in advance. You're, you're going in and you're sampling these interesting beers. It's not about guzzling them. You want, we want them to appreciate. We want everyone to appreciate them. We buy more beers in less quantity than most VIBs. Well, why? Well, because we want you to try a variety of different beers, different beer styles, and different breweries. One ounce pours, two ounce pours, with trying these different beers and being responsible about it. And that's that's you know. It's kind of what we're about. You know, one thing that was unique from last year, and I don't know if you went around to ask a lot of people, but <laughs> you actually came around and asked, did you get everything? Or was everything okay in VIP? And I thought that was pretty cool because you made it a point that everybody should try everything. And I, I just thought it was awesome. I, fr- I, I, I spend the entire year, and I fret about this. You have to be on the... You have to be on the cutting edge of, you know, what is it that people want? It's not necessarily what I want. It's not necessarily what uh, what's the best beer in the world. But what people want is certain things. For right now, their slushies are big, right? Yeah. Okay. They're huge. It's not my thing, but that's what people want. You know, we're gonna have a four, we're gonna have some four fifty north in there. Why? Because people want to try these beers and they can't get them. They're not accessible. Um, in the state, unless you really want to go out on a limb and or drive south, a lot of times people want to try these and know what they're all about. They don't necessarily want to go and buy and go to a release and stand in line and do whatever. They just want to try these out and say, "Okay, well now I know, I like it or I don't," and that sort of thing. So, w- what I try to do is ask as many people and try to be on on the, the the leading edge to try and determine what it is that people are interested in drinking and trying. That's why I ask a lot of questions. I'm a knowledgeable beer guy, but I'm not. I don't know why people drive 800 miles to stand in line for three hours, <laughs> but they do. Why do they do it? Well, because that's what beer craft that's beer what they do. do. We stand yeah. in lines, yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people don't want to. So we bring them. To, we bring these beers to them, and, and that's what's so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, enough of the housekeeping. We got some logistics stuff. We got new location dates. Let's let's talk about the beer. So uh, that sounds you, good. You have two different spots. Obviously, we were talking about VIB, and then we talked about general admission. So what? I mean, a lot of people are going to be doing general admission. What is? What can we find there this year? So a lot of people will be doing general admission because VIB is sold out. Uh, as of, well, I think we might have three tickets, but as of this recording, my guess is yeah. they're going to be gone. So I, I can edit I, pretty quick, but not quick enough. Yeah, for my three. guess is that's that's a wrap on on VIB. But but check um, just in case when just, this comes just in case, so, check it out. Right, right. The question was difference between VIP and, and GA. You're saying, yeah. And then yeah. what? What are we going to find this year? So in general admission. When you go to a lot of general fest- admission is not a disappointment. Yeah, Let, let's just the, make the, sure that's clear. The name general is not a really good. That's not really not a good description for general admission. The beers that we put into general admission or that that we add to general admission could, and for most breweries that we have represented at our fest, we'll have one or two beers that you would say would be limited beers that you would not get in a general admission for most festivals. In this case, we try to make as many really high-end, you know, limited, uh, unique beers in general admission as possible. 
you know, for example, you know, New Glarus, for example, who's been uh, with us since the very beginning. We've been uh, doing this festival for 16 years. You know, every year they ask, well, what, what R&D do you want? You know, we can just basically, what do you want? And so, you know, this year we said, well, let's let's do the the newest R and D because it just comes out in two weeks. It's a, it's a you're going to have the summer sour. Yeah, we are. That's going to be in general admission. Wow. So we're going to put the 16 in v, VIB, <laughs> but the the general sour. We figured no one's going to have an opportunity to drink this outside of New Glarus. Is in that a breaking week. news, Jim? Uh, this is hot breaking news, <laughs> yeah. dude. It, it and gets they, released, and on. we haven't gotten to the hot breaking news that yeah, I yeah. thought was going to be hot breaking. Yeah, news. so that's general admission, and we're going to have plenty. So, um, you know, that's that's you know one of those things that that yeah, we, we want everyone to, to, to give it a shot. Um, there's a few beers that we've purchased through the year through the year that we we kind of figured out whether or not it was going to be VIB worthy or whatever. But you know, 17 CBS from Founders, we're going to have in general admission. All these beers we'll have in general admission. Uh, Will Atai Stout from uh, Lagunitas, Ballast Point, High West, but 2017. Uh, obviously, I said you know New Glarus. We do all the Prairie beers, Birthday Bomb, Double Dunk, all of those. Those go in general admission. Revolution, Death Star, um, Strawberry Rhubarb. You got to have Strawberry Rhubarb in general admission. Well, of course. Um, yeah, right. I my mean, favorite, my favorite beer that's come out, and I mean this is this is a staple. Like I buy cases of this. Three Sheep's Veneration is one of the best barrel-aged beers that's ever been created, in my opinion. That's going to be a general admission. I just said, I actually just emailed Three uh, Sheep's. I'll fight said, you on that. There's the plenty of them. You don't, oh, damn good. The no, that's, well, that, so the Wolf. Oh, did I drop some so, notes? So the Wolf 17 and 18 is going to be in VIB. So we're going to do 17, 18. You can try them side by side. Wow. Anyways, so there's a few things that we're going to put in GA that, um, you know, so people can try. And, of course, I think we're going to talk about a couple of breweries here coming up that, um, you'll be surprised that we have that most festivals in the city don't have. So for general mission, some of the breweries, the new breweries that we have this year, this year we're actually we're actually going to get Drecker this year, which is fantastic because yeah yeah we're going to do um, at least two on draft. Go to any any bar, tap room, wherever, and find Drecker on tap. You can't find it. That's because they don't. While they distribute in Wisconsin, they just don't distribute. There's there's very little quantity. We're going to put a couple on tap, and then uh, we'll have some various cans and that sort of thing. So if you haven't had Drecker on, on tap, well, you're going to have it. At least you're going to have two options at the fest. A couple other breweries to highlight. Hacienda, obviously, just opened up in Milwaukee. In Madison, Vintage. Vintage actually started a new brewery by the name of Tangent. It's a brew pub restaurant. Tangent will be there with Vintage. We've got Working Draft out of Madison. Um, which is something that you don't really see around here. No, and those guys are fantastic. We, yeah. Uh, yeah. We interviewed them. They're uh, I, one of the best breweries in Madison, which is hard to say because there's some great great breweries in Madison. But I mean, besides having a beer possibly, too, in, in VIB from Funk Factory, we're going to have some GA selections as well. Uh, uh, you know who? Have one, at least one flavored mirror. You know who I haven't plugged? We should really plug our fellow Beer Baron's member and... Oh, brewery Simon, Simon Mechanico. Exactly. So we're going to have Venture there as well. Venture hasn't been to a lot of breweries because they, they've just started up, and our friend Simon uh, was gracious enough to uh, join our festival, which is something that I don't think you're going to find anywhere else. And if you haven't had Venture beers yet, you really should because they're incredible, and so Simon. So it's going to be it's going to be fantastic to have them there too. Yeah, you know, I was really excited to uh, see that Venture was going to be there, and uh, shout out to Fifth Ward as well. Uh, last year at the World Beer Festival was my introduction to Fifth Ward, and they're f- a fantastic brewery right up there in Oshkosh. So we have, um, it's kind of nice because we have Fifth Ward in the Fox Valley, and then we also have Lion's Tail, 
Um, Madison, obviously, we talked about working draft vintage. Um, in Chicago area, Maplewood, half acre. Uh, and microphone, you know, it's it's kind of a nice. Uh, we got different different craft brewers from different regions that you wouldn't necessarily get around here. So, yeah, especially microphone. Microphone does not really serve at beer fest up here. No, not at all. And and they do distribute up here, but it's very difficult to get the foam beer. So we're going to have a, a number of selections for people to sample. Yeah, Josh, I heard that they just did a collab with Phase Three. Is that correct? Oh, that's what I heard. Is it possible that you might be able to see that at our festival? And that's very possible. Oh, that's uh, the rumor. That would that's, be that's amazing. The rum- that's the rumor that I heard. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> we'll we'll we'll, make, we'll try to make that happen. Try well, you should happen. make that happen, Josh, okay. because that's okay. your job. All right, that is my job. So we'll see what we can do. But that's uh, it's a large undertaking, but we'll get it done. Well, you know, before, actually, I want to go back because one thing you said is some of the stuff you've been buying throughout the years. Mm-hmm. This isn't a thing you just show up the day of the fest and this is our work. Tell us the preparation. I mean, how much? where do you go? How do you buy this stuff? I mean... And, and how many hours? I, I think people need to appreciate how much work... There's a lot of work ...you here. guys put into this beer festival. It's just not like sending out a couple, you know, paper forms to a distributor and, and having them show up. Oh, man, I wish it was like that. That would be fantastic, <laughs> but... No, so um, most festivals are put on by companies that do this sort of thing. For us, you know, we've been doing it so long that we've had access, pretty much access to the same lists, the same information that a lot of the festival organizers in the state or in the country really um, have access to because we've been doing this before beer festivals were even cool. I mean, 16 years ago, no one went to a beer festival. We were the only ones that that was around, so... We have access to a lot, uh, a lot more beers and breweries than a lot of the festivals do. The other thing is, is we have knowledge of being able to know what breweries, or we, we can sort of hand select. Obviously, they have to choose to come to our fest, but we have the ability to sort of hand select certain breweries to come to our festival because we know um, how good, how fantastic their beers are. So, one example, and I, I, I'm sure, um, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a brewery by the name of Earthrider, which a lot of people are getting acquainted with here i contacted Earthrider and said you know it's, can you'd be fantastic if you guys could come this is this would be a really big thing for us big get for us and they're coming down they actually are going to have six beers wow at our at our festival so they're about um, as far away as you and, can get sylvie in the state of wisconsin and frank is driving down from superior <laughs> to come to the festival which is i mean really a, a tribute it's a tribute to the legacy of the fest and knowing the patrons that actually attend our festival it's a tribute to that, and, it's, and I, I like to think it's a tribute to our club and, and, and what kind of beer lineup we put together and, and uh, for craft enthusiasts. So. so you have a lot of brewers serving the beer. So if you have questions about the beer, the brewer of that beer is standing there serving it to you. So this is kind of what I pride myself on and Jamie prior uh, Jamie was, I guess, the keeper of the beer for World of Beer Fest for many years, and I sort of transitioned into this role the last couple of years. But one of the things that we've prided ourselves on is that this year in particular, we have 55 breweries, and 50 of the 55 will be represented by a head brewer, a, brewer, a direct brewery rep, or a direct salesperson from that brewery. We don't put anybody at the tables who do not know what the beer is about, 
what style it is, wh- where can I get it, anything that, that you would need if you had a question about that particular beer, you're going to be asking from somebody who is absolutely knowledgeable about each and every one of those beers. And a lot of times, the head brewer hand selects the beers, and if they don't do it, their sales manager does, and if he doesn't, we do. There's a, there's, there's a thought behind everything that we do on this festival. So if you really hate it, it falls on me, and you can, you, you know... You find me. I was blown away by the people that I got to talk to last year. Tim from Black Husky. There was Kane from Miller Valley. There was Kyle from 1840. Frank the Tank from Founders. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know you're special when Frank the Tank shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's just absolutely amazing. And this year, I think you're really starting to focus on the amazing craft beers that are here in Wisconsin. Like, your selection is blowing me out of the water. Yeah, so, you know, we've been World of Beer for 16 years, and a lot of, like we were saying before, the reason that we were World of Beer 16 years ago is because we had a a real void of good craft beer outside of a handful of of breweries. So we had to import a lot of our um, craft beer from overseas, whether it's Belgium or Germany or wherever. Um, Whereas... Things have sort of transitioned and changed to to because we have such a strong, vibrant local craft brew scene now. We don't need to bring a lot of imports in where you may have handling issues or you know quality issues. You know there are plenty of brewers within the state that are brewing fantastic Belgian quads, right? They're brewing fantastic pilsners, and so there there isn't a need we've sort of switched from all of these imported beers to local craft but local craft that's still producing fantastic beer styles um in the tradition you know not always traditional but in the tradition of a lot of places like bavarian beer hall for example this this my i'm drinking right now is absolutely incredible if you if you like my box it's i mean we we're just talking about spreckers probably you know you know that but this is this i'm, I'm sorry this kills it it's it's absolutely incredible so we've been talking about some fantastic beers that you guys have. But at this festival, you guys are not just about beers. In fact, you have some fantastic and great meaderies and cideries that have an amazing selection that's going to be served. Why is that so important to the World of Beer Festival? Well, I think, you know, if you take the total right now, we have 15 different cideries and meaderies who are going to be here. That, that's you know, amazing. That alone is a festival in itself. You know, and one thing that's going to be unique, if you've come to the festival in the past, is that we've the Cider and Mead has always kind of had their own special area, kind of like VIB has had its own special little area. This year, they're going to be intertwined in through all the rest of the beers. Not VIB, that's going to be its own special thing. Like if you have, for instance, we have Point Brewery and Cider Boys, if a lot of people don't know that they're technically the same company, so they're going to be sitting side by side. And I think what happens is, one, it's nice when it's a break between all of the barrel-aged stouts and the sours and the IPAs, and if you want something that's another option, you have cider and mead. I think a lot of people, too, is, what is mead? People don't know what mead is. It sounds like something you hear on Game of Thrones or, or Lord of the Rings or something like that. Mead is a, it's a fermented honey beverage. Um, we have a lot of really good meaderies that are in the greater Midwest area. Um, we may or may not have something from a very popular meadery in Good. Michigan. All right. I'm just saying, uh, if you don't know who they are, you should find out who they are uh, and come to the festival. You may be able to try <laughs> some of their product. 
But you're leaving us with blue bones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of am. You, you know. You got to show up if, if you, you want to know. If you show up and you find out and you buy a ticket, you can find out what that is. Chances are most people who listen to this podcast know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it also gives there. It is a gluten free option. You know, if, if there is anybody who has a gluten allergy, you get an opportunity to, to have something because pretty much all of these, outside of a rare exception, are gluten-free options. But, no, I think it's it's becoming more and more popular as people, not everybody like us, wants to sit and, and slug down a bunch of barrel-aged stouts. They want something lighter. They want something fresh, especially over the summer. A cider or meat is a perfect option. I mean, me personally, cider is kind of my guilty pleasure of alcohol. I love cider. I think it's fantastic. I have no shame in that game. Um, I think it's delicious. There's a lot of different options. Um, my girlfriend right now drinks one from Cider Boys called Tika Colada. It's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's a cider with uh, pineapple and toasted coconut. It, it's delicious. Um, but I, I think it really is an introduction to, like, okay, there, there's nothing wrong with doing that. The people who make these beverages take it very seriously. They put as much time and effort and as much technique into their cider and their mead as any craft brewer does. You were talking about the different areas, you know, VIP, this area. Um, another spot that I really love is the homebrew guys. Tell us about that crew. So right now we're up to, I think we have eight homebrew clubs. They're all from Wisconsin, uh, of course, including the Beer Barons of Milwaukee, which is kind of where we come from, <laughs> which is what puts the Soul Festival on. Um, we're reaching out as far as Sun Prairie this year. Um, we have a club from Oshkosh, a club from Fond du Lac, a bunch from um, the North Shore, I think one thing that's really always interesting about the the homebrew area is homebrewers are inventive, they're creative, they're willing to take a risk on things, and you know you have somebody who doesn't care about doing something wild and crazy. I have a friend who recently made an absinthe wood aged porter, which I thought that it sounded awful, and quite frankly, it was fantastic. Um, one fun thing that we're going to be doing this year is St. Francis Brewery is going to be the sponsor of a ramp-up. So you're going to get to vote via our app for your favorite your favorite homebrew beer in the patio. And whoever the winner of that is, with a few exceptions on rules of things that St. Francis can't do, um, we're going to, you're, you're going to get an opportunity to essentially sponsor that home brewer to be able to brew, brew their beer up on St. Francis's system. Now, do you know all the homebrew beers that will be there, or is that kind of just a surprise? That's the best part about it is you have no idea. So um, we're, we'll find out, you know, I, I don't know if we're even going to put it in the app, are we? We are. Oh, we're going to put it we're in asking, the app? Okay. Yeah, so we're asking. So we're forget asking, everything I just said. Yep, we, so we're we're we'll know, exactly. <laughs> we're asking you should have been listening to the podcast. But, it's, but <laughs> the thing is, it's homebrew, so even what it says, what, what you see it says, it's it could be quite different. Yeah, so we do have, we do have an app. It's the World of Beer Festival app. Uh, it basically will go live about a week before the festival. Um, we ask all the homebrew clubs to enter all their beers in there. There is a like a five-star rating system. You can go in, find the club, find the beer, put in the rating, vote. Now, you only get to vote one time uh, for whatever your beer is, but whoever gets essentially whoever gets the most votes gets that opportunity. So as, as homebrewers, we would love to sit and brew on the, I think it's a 30-barrel system that's sitting right next to us right now. Um, this is an opportunity to do it. Yeah, you know, and there's something really fun uh, that you guys did last year with Spike Brewing. You know, all of us uh, home brewers from Milwaukee know about Spike Brewing. They've done tremendous work in the home brewing equipment. Uh, you guys are doing again another beer with them that is going to be multi 
uh, I don't want to say multifunction, but uh, multi-done, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, last year, what we did is we did a saison, and, and um, we brewed at Spike. Spike has a it's a one barrel pilot brewery, uh, brewery, and um, don't tell them this, but we actually use this as an excuse to brew on their professional equipment, <laughs> but. For Big Brew Day, which is the first weekend in May, we brew a, a, a one-barrel batch of something. And so last year it was a Saison, and we divided it up into seven different beers. And we fermented them seven different ways, seven different fermentations. Um, it was incredible to see the difference between the seven beers coming from the exact same work from that Big Brew Day. So we wanted to do something a little bit different this year. And what we ended up doing was we, we did a New England IPA, obviously all the rage, but... Um, what we wanted to do is we did a New England IPA on the one-barrel system, divided it up into seven different batches, and then we had seven different beer baron participants dry hop. Uh, it's a double dry hop, so the hop regiment was the same, the same quantity, but we used some different hops. These hops, some are experimental, some you've never heard of before, and so we'll spell all that out, um, but it'll be on a jockey box in the homebrew area, sponsored by Spike Brewing. And you'll get a chance to try a New England IPA, brew the same way, double dry hop seven different ways, and just kind of you know compare and contrast, mix and match, and that sort of thing. And the hope is next year we're going to come up with something else. We'll we'll do a, a variation of a different thing, and it's a way to sort of get our homebrew club, you know, homebrew education, homebrew club involved in something that we can then give to World of Beer since we're affiliated, obviously. And so it's a way to just sort of get everybody involved, and, and I think it's a fantastic way to. Celebrate Big Brew Day in May, get our club involved, and provide something pretty cool for the attendees of World of Beer. It's always so much fun to see how you can take a base beer and either ferment it differently or hop it differently and see how much that changes. And it's the same beer, technically. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 amazing to see. Uh, let's say, San, we actually, my favorite one last year, and I won't go too far into this, but we actually ramped up a Jester King yeast. It wasn't something that we bought. Well, the rest of them we actually we actually bought and, and fermented out the six batches with something you know from Northern Brewer. This was the Jester King Slant, and it came out. You would not even know that it was like the other six. That it came from the same wort. It was it was it was gone in about an hour and a half. But it was incredible. It really was a cool thing to do. But you know, again, it, it's a perfect opportunity to explore this and then to share it with with the community. Talking about home brewing here. And let's talk about the beer barons themselves. If someone is interested in becoming a brewer and wants to know more about it and wants to know more about the beer barons, uh, how can they find more information? Probably the easiest thing to do is go to www.beerbarons.org. Uh, that is our website, but that has every, all the information that you need about the club and the activities and the things that we're doing as a club. If you don't want to do that, or if you, you hear this and it's kind of the timing is right, the fourth Wednesday of every month, minus November and December, but basically the fourth Wednesday of every month. What's going on in those months? Uh, uh, we have a... <laughs> the holidays. No, we no, start no, early. November is Belgian night, and okay. December is Christmas party, and usually we work around the holidays. Yeah. But so the fourth Wednesday of every month at Clifford Supper Club at Hale, in Hales Corners, 7.30 is when we have our general meetings. We have homebrew nights so we do homebrew topics whether it's yeast or water it could be something uh, we could do hot parallels or we bring in commercial brewers so like last last year for instance in august i believe it was we had anella malika from central waters came down and he was our guest for the night 
and we come they come in and they talk about their brewery or talk about their system they bring their beer and this is an opportunity if you're a home brewer you want one-on-one with somebody who's either the owner of a brewery a brewmaster a head brewer you got it you you have a captive audience um if you want to try to get better with your beer that's why we do homebrew like the homebrew nights so kind of what we're doing with the homebrew patio this year with the essentially a hot parallel we've done things like that in the past i think josh alluded to it once you know early in the conversation um kind of off off mic about we've have done the last three years now a barrel program so the club gets together we do a mass buy of of barrels and members of the club get their own 15 or 20 gallon bourbon rye barrel you get that at your disposal you get to do whatever you want with it you and your group and you get to bring and the only caveat being in October you have to bring some of that beer to share with the club you know but it gives you an opportunity to to talk to other brewers um, you know talk about their experiences their equipment you get to have people try your beer I mean I don't know a lot about Pilsners Josh is like the Pilsner King and the and the lager king so if there's somebody who i want to talk to he's the guy i want to talk to where else am i going to get advice i could peruse through online forums and stuff like that or i can go to somebody else who's a like-minded person who knows something about you know about what i can do to change to change my process to change my my recipe and i can get some real feedback uh, in person yeah because it is really important as a home brewer myself uh, talking to someone and, and going through the same experiences improves you so much better than reading some guy on, on some online forum. Yeah, yeah. You you have to you you either talk to somebody. You're never going to improve unless you you talk to someone about your problems. Every every single one, every single person that's started in homebrew, they've gone through the exact same problems over and over and over again. And, and talking to some some more experienced brewers. They'll be able to diagnose your problem, and you'll improve, you know, drastically. So, so if you're listening to this, you heard all the beers, you heard all the stuff from the guys. You you got to be going to this festival. So tell us, there might be three VIB tickets, but uh, probably it's, it's, not. It's, it's, but yeah, it's it's in the ballpark. <laughs> all right, tell people where to get tickets. So you can go to www.wobfest.com. W o b f e s t dot com. Um, from there, there's a ticket link kind of across the header. You can buy your tickets. You can buy your shuttle bus tickets all in one spot. Uh, currently, the GA tickets are $50. The VIB tickets, if there are three of them left or two of them left based on my numbers as of this recording, uh, they are $70. Uh, those won't last till the day of the festival. I'm pretty certain about that. Uh, but if you come the day of the festival and you're not quite sure if you can make it or not, you can either buy online that morning or you can come on site. We will have it set up, and they will be at seventy-five dollars at that stage. You got to add a little bit if you can't make a decision beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. And there's no reason to hesitate. Buy now, and for next year, there's actually additional five-dollar discount if you buy right away. So, folks, once you come, you'll want to come again, and you better prepare right away. And I want to thank you guys for joining us today. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic conversation today and we look forward to covering the festival itself and uh, thanks to Bavaria Beer House uh, for hosting us this evening and unfortunately it looks like we're, we're actually all out of beer. This is really sad here so uh, we're going to have to go up to the bar and get some more but for me Jim, Jesus Jason and Josh uh, this has been a special edition of Beer News 
another solid non-failed production. There's no